Hello and welcome. You're listening to Building Blank, a collaborative world building podcast. We're your hosts, Travis and Greg, and today we're diving into the world of urban legends. A king once paid a visit to the night fort. Due to some offense by the king, of which none now remember, the cook killed the king's son and served his flesh in a pie to the unknowing king. The king enjoyed the pie so much, he asked for a second helping. The gods cursed the cook by turning him into a fat, white rat, which could only survive by feasting on his own young. He was condemned to run the halls of the night fort, eating his own offspring. The gods were not offended by the murder, nor even by the cooking of the son and feeding him to his own father, for a man has a right to vengeance. What the gods could not forgive, and curse the cook for, was that he broke the laws of hospitality and protection, which are held to be sacred above all others. That was the story of the rat cook from Game of Thrones. Nice. Good quote. I love that. Yeah, I took a couple, I made a couple little edits, just because um, it's never actually told like that. Oh, he splits it up? It's like they're talking about a story. So I just, the, basically I made a, um, Brian just couldn't remember why he was cursed. So I, and it never tells me why like in the wiki, it didn't tell me. So anyway, hello and welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're talking about urban legends today and myths and such. Right on. And so what can you, what can you tell me about that this week? I just want to make a real, real quick note here. Um, I feel that there's a ton of stuff to talk about here. So we're only going to really scratch the surface, but I this is another one of those topics that creativity is king in. You can mm-hmm. literally take what we say with a grain of salt and do whatever you want. Um, these are just some some little things that um, I feel make the world, whether it be a D and D game or a writing, feel more lived in. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it has some real history. You know, um, so what am I talking about when I say urban myths? What is the difference between this and like a legend or the mythos that we created a couple episodes ago? Mm-hmm. Greg, you you did a little little research in this. Yeah, so just like the main difference would be, and like you can get really get into it, but like myths, the main players are gods and heroes, and time is undetermined, right? That kind of goes back to the dawn era. The dawn era, yeah. We were talking about right, like just it's real high level kind of universal stuff i mean it doesn't have to be necessarily but right just we think of it that way and then legends are kind of like the step down from that where it's about heroes but then also kings and kind of like the noble and the upper class but then it's also the history yeah for the most of um human history legend was history yeah right like they believe those things actually happened up until fairly recently in the grand scheme in the grand scheme yeah and then folk tales are about the common folk so even kind of going down yeah, even further and getting closer to just like real world sort of things almost. Yeah, because I I don't believe that the common folk would necessarily be taught. I mean, it depends on your world, mm-hmm. of course, but they don't know the history, right? Yeah, maybe not, right? Like yeah, and then it's common folk, but also common problems, kind of. Yeah, and like life lessons and and all that. And then there's a a lot of these stories can be ideological. Okay, what does that mean? It just means something like how something came to be. Like the uh, the spider myth with Arachne okay. uh, being a better weaver than Athena, and then 
since she's better than Athena, um, she Arachne gets turned into a spider. Yeah. Which is where we get like, you know, Arach, like the Greek or the Latin, I guess, arachnophobia and all that, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, so that's supposed to be the origin of spiders. So that would be etiological. And then like a creation myth is just by its nature etiological because it's like... How something came to be. Yeah, it's how, yeah, it's how the be. world came to be. But these are, are a little different. Yeah. They can be etiological. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking, what I want to focus on is a more localized version of myths. So instead of like the whole country, the kingdom believing in like the creation myth, um, we're talking about like a very small geographical area, like one yeah. village or town and maybe it's nearest neighbors or the town surrounding one specific forest. And that's like the only place you'll ever hear these stories. Yeah. Okay. So these can include nursery rhymes or children's stories. Another thing they can include is cryptids <laughs> uh, or rumors and then just so much more. Yeah, just any like local story really. Yeah, right? most of these examples can be woven together and very often they have either a grain or a root in truth. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at nursery rhymes for a second here. So we all know about Humpty Dumpty right Mm -hmm. or the cow that jumped over the moon you know there's these tales that were told as children um often in like a more song form or as like a bedtime story and they usually convey some kind of wisdom or lesson right Right. just like how the rat cook teaches the importance of the law of hospitality in westeros right okay so it's got its core there's a there's a lesson there's a lesson there and um like Humpty Dumpty is based on truth. I don't remember the exact story, but you know, most of these things are things that happened. Right. Yeah. And then they've just kind of been, uh, turned into a folktale. Yeah. Like they talk about that in Lord of the Rings with Bilbo, mm-hmm. how he kind of turns into a folk hero almost. Yeah, exactly. Like so he shows up with a flash and a bang carrying, you know, gold yeah. or something. So like the, the hobbits of Hobbiton, have rumors of uh, what he actually did or mm-hmm. you know apparently there's tunnels under bag end that are just filled with gold yeah, and then even though he kinda, came home with like one chest and the story just runs away from itself yeah and it becomes this this local legend yeah also fables fit under this category they're much the same except all the characters are either animals or anthropomorphized objects of some kind right okay like the gingerbread man running away and Talking to all the, the animals and then, you know, getting eaten by the fox crossing the river. Yeah. Good example. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like tortoise and the hare kind of thing. Yeah. Anything like that, that would fit under this category. Yeah. So kind of like be directed towards children, maybe a little more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or even, even like, you know, just things people believe, right? Um, and that brings us to the next thing that people believe in. And that'll be cryptids. And if anyone doesn't know what a cryptid is, cryptid is, sorry, um, they're these really cool, unexplained creatures that haunt the night. Yeah. So, like fairy tales, they often teach a grim lesson, which is almost always don't be caught outside after dark. Yeah. So many things. It's funny, just like. I don't know. I don't think you intentionally did that, but they teach a grim lesson, like the brothers. Yeah, grim. I did. I did oh, that okay. intentionally. That's, that's good. Yeah, because um, they wrote like a, a bunch of different versions of that book, and mm-hmm. like in the first versions, um, it, the wolf ate Little Red White Riding Hood, yeah. right? But then by the end, she, does she die in, in the end? 
Um, not in the current, no, but okay. in a lot of those, a lot yeah. of those fairy tales, the children involved almost always die. Yeah, and then they kind of like they made it more uh, G-rated, I guess. As, Eventually, as they, as yeah. Well, as Disney them. took over. Well, then yeah, then once Disney took over, then it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like things like the Boogeyman, Bigfoot, even though it's not really a danger, uh, Loch Ness monster. You know, don't don't go into the lake alone, right? They all fall into this category. Also, things like the Mothman or the Wendigo, mm-hmm. you know, El Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And, and it's usually a way for people to explain why people go missing yeah. or why livestock is going missing. Very often, like, it's just, you know, wolves or something, you know, some kind of predator. But here's the fun part. We're world building in fantasy. Cryptids don't have to be mytho- mythological. Yeah, that's true. They can be real living creatures. Brer maybe, because for them to be like a myth that, oh, hush, hush, there's only, you know, they're only being talked about here. Maybe it's the last of its kind or something. True, yeah. You know? Um, and again, there's so much information on cryptids out there that could be its whole episode itself. And there's so many rabbit holes. Every time my YouTube algorithm knows that it always shows me, Hey, cryptid video for this. And I'm like, Nope, I'm going to go in that rabbit hole and waste a whole bunch of time that I don't have. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just one thing that, you know, can be really fun to have fun with it. Or maybe it's just a hoax. Some kids pulled. Yeah. I, I like that you say like it's a way for people to explain livestock or people going missing because yeah, like even if it's something scary that's doing it, it's, the unknown is still scarier. Exactly. Right? Like, oh, yeah, we don't know why. It's like, oh, yeah, the old well, Chupacabra got him Chupacabra again. got him. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets the goats. Don't go outside after dark, children. Yeah. They'll get your goat. <laughs> <laughs> You're, oh, that's, that's a little side tangent. Your mom said that to me one time when we were in high school. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. I'd never heard it actually either until like later. Yeah. That's funny. So another thing that we can look at in this section here are rumors. And again, a lot of these things tie in together. So do the kids of the village believe that old Gorelka, who lives at the edge of town, is she a witch? Okay. You know, is the uh, abandoned house haunted? You know, um, is the local lord secretly Randy Marsh? I mean, a vampire. <laughs> the local lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, things like that, like uh, people gossip and really common folk, town folk, they don't get the news, right? Yeah. Their news is talking to their neighbor or um, chit-chatting with the other people after church service or something, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's where their, their news is coming from. They're not getting reports or anything like the king or yeah. lords would. And even their news could be based on um, like some sort of scrying or... You know what I mean? Like, ask the local wise woman, yeah. you know, what's the weather going to be like, or what should I plant? Exactly. Um, these these rumors also, like, worked well when they're mixed with cryptids. Maybe the common folk think that the town is cursed with the chupacabra because the prince was mean to an old woman and she cursed them to yeah. get, you know, all their sheep eaten. Who knows? Like, the you can mix and match so much here that the possibilities are endless. Yeah, and just, like, Speaking of that mixing and matching, I just in 
ended up looking up some stuff. So talking about the Brothers Grimm there. Yeah. I guess they were really the kind of the first folklorists. Well, actually, I don't know if they were the first. I mean, there's like Aesop's fables, right? So going way well, back. Well, didn't to they Greece. like just collect mm-hmm. and like compile them? Yeah. 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 They took like all the Germanic ones. Mm-hmm. And then they said that it came from the common people because like it was thought to be like a repository of like the, the real truth. Yeah. Being in like the peasants and stuff. But apparently they got most of their stories from like educated like uh, men and women. That's interesting. And here's another good rumor. Maybe Farmer John's son didn't really move on to the big city. But he's actually mur- murdered by a scorned lover. Yeah. And she you just know? comes back and says that he, she left him or something. Or yeah. He, he ran off to the city. Who knows? Like the possibilities here are endless. And the really good little hooks that you can use as a DM to like maybe your characters or your players want to like you know investigate this chupacabra sightings i air quoted but you guys can't see that obviously <laughs> so yeah they make really good hooks for quests and these examples really just scratch the surface there's so many possible combinations and so many examples that we don't have the time for right i want to touch on why i say they're localized okay because most fantasy takes place pre-industrial so we got no internet we got no newspaper we got no printing press you know we only know about the mothman myth from which is a cryptid from this tiny little town on the eastern coast of the united states because you know it was in a newspaper and then it became you know an internet sensation okay right eventually i think the first sighting was in like the 70s or something um, but in medieval fantasy, the common folk, again, especially in rural areas, they're getting their news from their neighbors, right? They're not even talking to the lords. Yeah. yeah like exactly. How often are they getting any kind of news about, you know, the war going on 10, 30, 40 miles away? They might not even know what's happening, right? Yeah. They're just doing their, their thing every day. Yeah. Get up, go to work in the fields and come back home. Yeah, that's about it. Making sure you got enough to yeah. eat. And if we, like even us 200 years ago, here living here in Manitoba, we wouldn't know anything about the Chupacabra or or any other cryptid. Yeah. Right? Unless, like, yeah, like the general people. Yeah. Like there would be probably a cryptozoologist that would know about it. Yeah, but are they living in Winnipeg? Come on. <laughs> yeah, true. Right? right? So, yeah, that's about where I have it here. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about what we worked on this week as well as some listener submissions. So uh, let's go refill our teacups and uh, yeah, see you then. And welcome to the break. This is the part of the show where we're not talking about myths and legends and scary things. <laughs> so what are we talking about? On so the we're going to talk about Tavern Talk. So this week we did our first uh, attempt, mm-hmm. and it went okay. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, I think we figured it out by the end. Mm-hmm. So this week coming up, we're actually going to move the time slot down to seven, seven to eight, and we're going to be painting minis. Okay, cool. Yeah, that way we don't have to have a bunch of computers in front of us. So yeah, yeah so join us. We're going to be painting minis, answering questions, chit-chatting with you guys. Uh, I believe Emma is joining us again, she said. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, we, yeah, we tried to be on Discord and Facebook. So, this time we were just going to do Facebook. Right? Yeah, we're just going to do Facebook Live. It was too 
difficult to link them both together so and then still be able to you know run the live video so we're just going to do facebook live this time all right and i did want to talk about a little bit about podcasting in general this week okay um i really want to support other podcasters who are new and starting out so um some people i follow on tiktok started their own podcast called unprepared casters and it was a really cool concept what they're doing is one of them's dming a little short arc like a eight episode arc or whatever and then the other person will take over and they're going to do a spin-off of a spin-off of a spin-off as they go with different casts every time it's a neat idea and it's kind of like how we're doing our collaborative thing yeah because they're kind of building a world from scratch and then each person doing their own thing so yeah check them out they're called unprepared casters this isn't sponsored I just really liked it. I love the energy. I yeah. listened to it this week, and uh, I like like supporting other people who are just starting out because you know it's scary. Yeah, and wasn't you know, you know they just like have their first episode only, right? Like, yeah, it's they, only one episode so far. Yeah, they just came out. Just so. came out. I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be two episodes because they come out on Mondays. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I enjoyed it. So yeah, um, shout out to them. And I think my tea is done steeping, so that means it's time to get back to the show. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. So last week we talked about making a local folktale for our towns yeah. that we had made, right? So Travis, what did you come up with this week, you know, for your Snowhamshire? So the halfling population of Snowhamshire, uh, they have a neighbor. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and in the woods near Snowhamshire or very close to Snowhamshire lives an old gnomish lady. <laughs> okay. Okay, and she's older. She's been around. She's been living in those woods longer than the oldest halflings remember. It's like kind of like she was old when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and they call her Old Grelka. Now, Old Grelka is a gnomish lady, and the kids and you know the people you know are all hush hush about her. They think she's a witch. Okay, okay. she's strange. She does weird things. She very, very rarely comes into town. Uh, she's kind of like, you know, the old hermit stereotype. But old Grelka is just a really old gnome, which I believe gnomes like outlive halflings. I, I, I don't know exactly how long halflings live, but I kind of equate they're just a little bit more than uh, than humans. Gnomes are a bit above that Yeah. in my headcanon anyway. So... Your head cannon. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So old Grelka is impossibly old. She's like super, super kind of like, you look at her and you're like, oh, that's, she's old. How How is she that old? Right. Even for a gnome. <laughs> and uh, she's a druid. Okay. So she is, she is a spellcaster. She's a druid, but she's so old and kind of senile. She doesn't remember what her name is. <laughs> like, and, and if you actually take the time to talk to her, she's sweet, sweetest, nice lady. Right. Nice lady. Cannot for the rem- for the life of her remember like who you are or what you're doing or and she'll tell you stories that make no sense like she'll tell you one story and then another story that contradicts everything she just said. Okay, so and she's just just fucking crazy. Uh, and this is a D and D character that I played in our friend Boone's game. Yeah, and uh, oh, it's just so much fun being old and senile. And she just lives in her woods and and cultivates her mushrooms. And I imagine she lives in like a hut. Out of like a hollowed out tree. Oh, nice! I like that. Like a like a Keebler elf almost. 
Keebler elf? What the heck's that? Like uh, like you know the cookies. Oh, that's what they're called. Yeah, Keebler cookies. Oh, okay, okay. They live in a little tree. Yeah. Have you that. have you never seen those commercials? No, I remember that. Like those were when we were young. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah, so that's that's old Grelka. The children are terrified of her because she's just this like, hey, don't go into the woods. Grelka will get you and she'll eat you. <laughs> old Grelka. Old Grelka. So yeah, and what did you come up with this week? Well, I was I ended up trying like making it way too big than I meant to, but basically I wanted to explain two things: um, how Mount Ashrin got its name, and so about going back to like the hero Ashrin Zarella there. But then also I was thinking of this concept of maybe when a uh, Tethyvala, like an orc wayfinder, dies. Okay. It's kind of like customary to plant their staff where they die. Okay. But then I thought, like, that could get real dark. And you just kind of end up with, like, if Wayfinders died in, like, a battle or something, it would just kind of, like, you just have a bunch of them. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking about how Mount Ashrin and then also, like, a bunch of these sticks or, like, staffs mark kind of the border between where the orcs and the uh, and the Wolfthorpe, well, where Wolfthorpe ended, but also telling, basically, like, the Wayfinders to, like, that's this where This is stop. where you stop. You don't go any further. Yeah, so I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, I'm not going to go way into it just because I ended up basically writing a short story. Okay. So I don't want to go into it. But uh, I was thinking like going back to Lee's submissions about how they were in the equator yeah. and then moved north. And then kind of about how the elves were like stubborn. I was thinking about how maybe all the elves like started and in their uh, history, they think they were the first people. Yeah. And whether they were or not, you know, it doesn't really matter. But then the animals, like, seeing them, and this is where I was thinking, like, folktale, kind of having that animal aspect, um, seeing them kind of took pity on them. They're like, okay, well, we better help these elves. So, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe the horses come, and they're like, hey, you know, we'll teach you how to run and you know, eat grass and stuff, right? Like like grains, like yeah. wheat and all that. And then I was also thinking, like, maybe the crows. I couldn't tell, figure out whether I should do the crows or the vultures. Okay like in this time of peace aren't really eaten very much so they they after a bunch of different elves end up going with like different animals to learn different things maybe there's just like um these crows are going like so descent among them so that all these different clans start fighting each other like saying like so that there be stuff for them to eat yeah they're like hey that's so cool did you hear what the uh, horse people said about you you know like yeah. lion elves or whatever okay. and then they're like what those bastards yeah and they just like go and eat them and now there's like not many of them left or something. And then they everybody starts riding horses. And then now the horses are getting eaten by the crows as well because they're dying in battle. Yeah. And then I thought like maybe the most stubborn ones were kind of like left last where they, they're like, no, no, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're elves. We're staying right here. And then the leader of them are like, you know, like the surrogate leader kind of like. But the wolves. What, or what? Well, was this Ashran. Okay. And then the, the wolves kind of seeing them knew that they were stubborn. So maybe they just like they didn't come straight out and say like hey we'll be your teachers but just kind of like they come to their rescue when they're getting attacked or something okay and then they finally decide like okay we'll go with these guys we'll go up north with them and then when they get up north and like they kind of go as like equals more or less but then when they get up north now they're in like the orc territory right yeah and so then there's this conflict naturally yeah and then yeah i just thought like then so ashran was a historical figure for the elves well, that's the thing. It's like, how true is it? 
yeah. you know, like that's maybe what they say, but maybe it's like a blending of a bunch of different peoples. Yeah. Or it's like maybe Mount Ashran was its name first mm-hmm. and then they made up this. Because that's another fit. thing about the etiological thing. It's like there's obviously spiders before this yeah. myth, right? And then it's like, so how did we get them? So it's like maybe Mount Ashran was already something. Okay. And it so it's ambiguous. Yeah. And that's kind of like leaving it up to the reader. It's very provocative. Gets the people going. <laughs> but so I was thinking maybe Mount Ashran was like the uh, traditional border between the, the two. Like okay. they, what they sort of decided on after some uh, wars and stuff. And she would just like sit up there in this story. And then like how she dies is she goes down to where that the Tethivala, like the, the, the fence of all these okay. staffs are. And those are like attributed to her killing them all. Okay. And then dying in like a glorious death. But... Meanwhile, it's like been over hundreds or maybe even thousands of years of this happening. Okay. Yeah, and then they're just like, "Oh yeah, no, that's what happened." That's cool. I like that. So, I didn't want to go into it too much because that's like making major changes to the the creation in the world, right? Yeah. So, none of that has to be true or anything, but it could be their local legends, though. But at least it's true to them. Yeah. Right. And then, exactly, and that's the thing. Like, what if when you make um, some mythos. You don't have to, every, all the people in your world don't have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And right? it doesn't even need to be true for your sake. Yeah. Like, that doesn't need to be canon, but it's canon that it's their belief. It's, it's, that's what these specific people believe. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I think a lot of people forget when they're writing in fantasy is like, oh, this is what it is and everyone knows it. Well, no, they don't. Yeah. Right. Because there is no internet. Yeah. And we were talking about this before we started though. It's like. Yeah, maybe mass media wasn't around, like, you know, pre-industrial. But there's, there's, uh, there could be, like, mass means of communication through magic. Yeah. But do the common people have access to it? Yeah. And it's like, if they were magical, would they still be common? Probably not. Right? Like, if, if common people did get access to it, I kind of, like, by definition, that would make them not common anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Yeah, and I like that you brought up Lee because she gave us some, some submissions. Oh, so there's nice. a couple here. I love Lee's submissions. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and we're going to start at the top here. So she gave us four, four, one, two, three towns. Yeah. So there's a there's a line break yeah. in my, or a page So this break. is going back to towns and local heroes. Yes, from last week, what we talked about last week. Yeah. So in the town of Black Rock, which is a human town near a mountain range named for the local coal seam. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a hero named Jackson Fairchild. He defeated a local marauding wild boar herd. <laughs> Ended up donating the meat to the town in the middle of a lean winter. I like that. Yeah. And good. and it's just like, that would be a local hero, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, it's a big deal to that town, but like in the grand scale of things. It's in like, the oh. grand scale, probably anyone who's not from that town has never heard of him. Yeah. But, you know, in that town, he's, you know, they probably erected a statue of him. They might have a day. They might have a day. Yeah. And they, they have eat, a holiday. They cook a bunch of wild boars or something. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. So, that's, we're going to have to find a spot on the map for that. Yeah. Well, close to the mountains. So, that's good. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then we go to the town of Cinder Glen, which is a halfling town named for their superior local orchards. Wait, is it Cider Glen? Cider Glen, I guess. Yeah. That is totally what it says. I cannot read. <laughs> Cinder Glen is pretty cool, though, too. That does sound cool. Sounds like a lava like, town yeah, or something. Yeah, but it's Cider Glen. Okay. Uh, the hero is Humbert Blackthorn. <laughs> Traveled for more than a fortnight to bring back a druid that could cure a horrible blight in the fruit trees. Yeah. Again, I like that. Just like the local. 
real the emphasis on the local there, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, All right, and then the next one is the town of Kiernock. 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 Okay, yeah. it's an elven town. And it's near a dark forest and a peat bog. The hero is the town founder, Oros Barkrog, Bark, explorer of the wild lands and frontiersman from early history. Okay. So I like that. So that works kind of into your what you were just saying. So yeah. very yeah, similar like the town founder. Like a very one. early mm-hmm. town. I like it. Perfect. And I think with that, we're going to move on into our weekly inspiration. All right. So Greg, what inspired you this week? Okay, so I was kind of just messing around on that name generator and found that they have a, a swear word generator. Really? Yeah. And that's, that's cool. So I was clicking it a few times, you know, it gives you like the 10 submissions. Yeah. And I found one set of 10 that were pretty funny that I saved so that okay. I could tell you. And so let's see what we think it and means. And you haven't told me these yet. No. no. And well, I, I, I don't want to like oversell them. Yeah. But, <laughs> so the first one is just Dung Beetle, which dung is beetle? like. Dung Beetle, okay. Okay, whatever. Get it. Then there's Deadbeat Dodo. You Deadbeat Dodo. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Merlin's Beard. It's like, well, you know. By Merlin's Beard. We might not have Merlin in our thing, but whatever. Could. Then Cabbage Head. Hey, Cabbage Head. <laughs> cabbage Head. <laughs> What are they called? Space buns? <laughs> then there's uh, Flipping Frogs. Flipping Frogs. Duck Herder. Ooh, that'd be hard. Herding Ducks. Herding yeah. Ducks, yeah. And then, oh, Crumb Cake. Oh, Crumb Cake. And then, this is why I included this one, because this one, Barnacles. Buy my Barnacles. <laughs> right, going back to our yeah. Barnacle King. Yeah. And then the and last, SpongeBob. last year, kind of funny here, uh, Dust on Crackers. Dust on, What? Dust on crackers. Dust on crackers. That's, <laughs> I don't even know what it means. I, it's provocative. It gets the people going. And then the last one is son of a banshee. Son of a banshee. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sweating like a banshee. They just kept getting better and better. Yeah, the first one's like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay, but then, I get it. Dung beetle, yeah. Yeah, but then son of a banshee. That's, that's probably my favorite. That's fun. Also that's the dust fun. on crackers because I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. And if anyone can tell us what they think dust on crackers means yeah please let us know yeah let us know because we don't know so what 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 inspired you this week so this week we did our tavern talk right right we talked a little bit about that in the break but we were originally going to do it up in the in the studio in the office Mm -hmm. but then i was downstairs um and i was working on the advertisement picture graphic thing for it and i was actually trying to draw like the wooden wall in my uh, okay in in the living room and i was like wait why don't i just take a picture of it <laughs> that's funny and then uh, we were talking and it's, it's, there was a we have a big table and there was going to be the three of us so i go well kind of looks like a tavern in here we that was what we were kind of doing before the pandemic started was we were trying to make our living room look like a tavern because yeah. it was our D D room right yeah and which was real which is fun, right? Get us yeah, kind of in the exactly. Setting. So we got like the bookshelf, and and I have a couple um, Halloween sconces that have the thing. I haven't been able to mount them yet, but anyway. So yeah, I think we're going to do most of our tavern talks down there, um, just because it has a good good ambience to it. Yeah, more room. More room. There's more. Um, you know, I like the look of the wall. So that's kind of what inspired me because I, I decided and I moved all the computer equipment down there. It was a big pain to then move it back up here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good figuring it out. That yeah, like kind of the test run really 
Yeah, it was a kind of a test run, and and we did run into some technical problems, but going to get better next week. Yeah, and so doing uh, minis, right? Yeah, we're going to be painting minis. Uh, I bought a couple extra um, bigger ones, so that they're that way we can do bigger ones, and uh, they'll show up on camera a little bit better. That's awesome. I I love painting minis. Yeah, it's so much fun. So I gotta I gotta prime them this week before yeah before we do. But anyway, I think with that. I need to ask you a question. Uh-oh. What are we doing next week? Yeah, so next week we're going to, you know, we're kind of doing this theme where we're getting from like the 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 like universal kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're getting more and more localized kind of down to earth. So I think we're going to do regional arts, skills, and pastimes. Okay. So you So know, what do you mean by that? Well, like uh like pipeweed. Okay. You know, like the hobbits think that's an art, right? Hashtag living like a halfling. <laughs> or the uh, the Scrimshaw from Ten Towns yeah. in the uh, Icewind Dale trilogy. Okay. Ari Salvador there. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're looking for some submission requests for that as well, right? Yeah. So uh, any submissions that any anything we've talked about, even like today or last week or whenever, if you guys want to send anything in, just hit us up on our socials on any post. Um, or, you know, come hang out with us in Tavern Talk and, and let us know there. Um, but you can find us on Facebook, Building Blank, a collaborative world building podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Building Blank Podcast. You can email us, Building Blank, co- ah, I keep getting tongue tied, <laughs> Building Blank Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can join us in Discord. We're always, at least one of us is usually has it tied to our phone so we can come say hi or, or chit chat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we also have a world anvil. Um, everything we talk about, all the submissions, they all end up on there. Mm-hmm. So you can scroll through um, and uh, find articles on everything we've talked about. But with that, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs>